I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Down the blind, Andrew John inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Now it is time for Team of the Week at number one, Reese Walsh. That play where he exploded out of the backfield, and I think we'll probably save it for, you know, when we do the review, but that, in my mind, that's as beautiful as you'll ever see on a rugby league field. Like, the way he moved across the field, the way Kurt Catewell stepped out of that line, and he just burst through the, the, the defensive line like that. Unbelievable. Now, if you look at his stats... Obviously, he threw the interception. Six line break assists in a prelim. Six line break assists. And for a kid his age to just bounce back from that intercept, that, that's almost rattle you for a career stuff. <clears throat> I, I love you threw that post out there, Guru, uh, after the game or during the game about that and saying, not rattled by it, mm. just went back to the well and nailed it every time. He's got James Maloney-itis, mm. Reese Walsh. Well, like the next play, he hit short. They scored. Yep. It's like, not, it's not only having the... The idea of, okay, he can just forget or move on from his errors. It's identifying it and going, okay, how can I take advantage of the error? That's what makes him mm. special. Plenty of players can like, move on from an error and go on to play a different game. How can I go back to the exact same edge against the exact same player, essentially in the exact same scenario, just a bit further up the field, and throw the pass that's going to take advantage of the guy that just took advantage of my poor pass? That's the genius of Reese Walsh. And you have a look after that intercept. I think his next three touches were a line break assist, a try assist, Fuck and he hell. got up to take that catch. Like, yeah. Just unbelievable. It's just crazy. He's almost – he's a player where you'll cop a few errors. Like you'll go, you know what? Because he can – he can not almost, but he essentially guarantees points. Like he essentially, at some point in the game, he will give you six to 12 points or four to eight, whatever you want to say. Whereas like a lot of other players – I mean, there's not very many players that can go, I can guarantee you 12 points. And I think a lot, I've heard a lot of people over the last you know, couple of days since that game, yeah, but he's going to make five mistakes against the Panthers, going to lose the game for them. Sure, I remember we said that going into Origin. Yeah. Give you the hot tip, didn't make any mistakes and absolutely torched us. <clears throat> and he's, I mean, we, almost, we talked about the concern heading in against the Storm. What did he do? He went in there and was just yeah. laser-focused for the first 60 minutes. Um, so, yeah, Walsh at fullback. At two, Ryan Toll. I mean, we've already sung this guy's praises, but... 
I just I can't remember a winger that's done this as consistently for over such a long period of time as Tor. You know, I've, we've got guys like Brett uh, Brett Morris who were super super consistent, and that's why he goes down as one of the greatest wingers of all time. But like this kind of like meter reader, tackle breaking, game affecting style, it's unique to Tor. It is unique to Tor. Yeah, I mean, we've spoken about this so much. It's, it's almost boring to talk about if you don't realise by now. I, I can't help you. Mm. He's a freak. He's just doing stuff that no one's ever done before. Jo- Joey or someone in comments, you were saying like, has this bloke ever made a mistake? When was the last resta- mistake you remember him making? I'm like, beats me. Yeah, well, when was the last time you saw him get into contact and drop the ball? Yeah. It is, it is, he's, it maybe it's a little bit early, but I'll be shocked. If he stays injury free, I'll be shocked if he doesn't go down as a top five winger all time, mm. bar none. I'll be shocked. It is going to be really interesting because like, he is just putting his body through so, so much. So, yeah. you know, it's now been three years on the trot, which is incredible. You know, how old's Brian Tyler? He's like 24, 25. Jesus Christ. Maybe 25. Like, he's, so he's still got another... 25? 25, Jesus. yeah. So he's still got another eight, nine years of first grade left. It, it's going to be interesting to see how his body holds up because yeah. what he's putting himself through is just unbelievable. And oh, he's, not like he does it just for Penrith. He does it for... Samoa, he does it for New South Wales. He just does it everywhere. And he gets the finals and he gets better. Oh, mate. And what's insane, or what's, what's, what's important, sorry, for Toho, he's probably at the best club for this to be, I guess, elongated because they're, we'll talk about it when we get into their review, one of their most underrated parts of the Penrith Panthers club, their ability to get guys back on the field or stay injury-free is almost mm. second to none. I would love to get stats over the last four years, I swear they must be at number one for the least amount of injuries. And that's not a coincidence. You know what the other thing is too, mate? When they do get injuries, their guys always come back earlier than expected. Well, Jerome Luai. Luai, Brian Toto's done it on a number of occasions. Cleary. Isaac Tungo's done it on a number of Cleary. Like, they all come back earlier. Liam Martin, he was meant to be... Like, I was told three weeks before Origin, Liam Martin wouldn't play the entire series. And he was back... I'm a straight away. Like, it's unbelievable what they're doing out yeah. there. And then you look at those front row forwards, what they've been through. When was the last time one of them missed a fucking game of football? Or looked gassed or tired. It's, it's insane. I just would love to – because they have to be doing something different out there. Their, their sports science system has to be yeah. different to everyone else because no one is coming close to them. It's been four years, boys. Four years, and I, I, I'd assume, and I'd love to see the stats, NRL Physio probably has them, I'd assume they've had the least amount of injuries out of everyone. And what, what do we always say? Like, we look at some of the top-tier clubs that have struggled recently, it's because they get decimated by injury. It is just nothing like, short I, I, of I'm incredible. trying to think of long-term injuries I've had. Taylor May comes to mind. Has there been anything else? Well, he was their first ACL in, like, five years. That's ridiculous. That's so outrageous. there clearly is something... Like maybe the they're measuring their bodies correctly to have the right muscle mass on each person. I don't know. Like I know that sounds crazy, but they've got they've clearly got a program there that is outperforming every other program. Yeah, and there is no other program that is putting bodies through more than what Penrith do. It's crazy. They're the hunted every single week. Absolutely crazy. At number three, Herbie Farmworth. This was the best game of Herbie Farmworth's career. He was nothing short of incredible, and I'm actually surprised at how little. Uh, people are talking about his performance because if you actually, you know, everyone was watching, obviously, but if you watched him closely, first of all, his two tries that he scored, the hands that he had to score those tries was phenomenal. It didn't get celebrated enough, but this, these were his stats for the game. <clears throat> two tries, 21 runs, 232 metres, 81 post-contact, seven tackle breaks, 
three line breaks, two offloads, nine tackles, only one miss, no errors. Yeah, and there was, I think, Timmy mentioned a pre-show, there was a Kurt Cable pass that went slightly mm. forward that if that goes through, it's another try and another line break. Unbelievable. You must have felt like a proud dad watching him. Seriously. I will say this. I don't often feel guilty or bad for opinions that I've had because this is my opinion. Like, I'm not... It doesn't come from a place of malice or whatever. This is a show we have to have opinions. But I honestly... The, when I said at the start of this year that I didn't think Farmworth was a top, top tier centre, that I didn't know whether he had that superstar <coughs> next level in him, ever since he's gone on this crazy run, I've felt guilty about that opinion because it's clearly wrong. Like, he is clearly a top tier um, centre and he should win Dallium centre of the year, most likely with Critter. Um, he is absolutely a superstar centre. Absolutely a superstar centre. There is every chance he is signing of the year next year. 100%. 100%. Like... When you look at those stats, think about how much impact he had on that game for the for the Broncos. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, I've never been happier to be proven wrong, but it, I've been proven so wrong that I almost feel bad about it. I'm like, geez, well, I do feel bad about Isn't it. Isn't he just going to be like you think about this year for the Dolphins? Like the amount of times they moved Hammer to centre to cover a spot, he answers every <sighs> yeah. single question Wayne has. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. At four, we debated a bit unsure about this one. It was either Critter or it was Tungle. We just felt that, that uh, he had two errors and then he had that missed tackle that Olam in. It just pipped him and that's what got Critter in the uh, centre spot. Fourth I point. disagreed. But you disagreed? Yeah, yeah. Guru had But I, it wasn't on. a hill I was going to die on. <clears throat> yeah. I, I thought the missed tackle of Tungo's was enough to push Critter above him. Mm. Uh, and I thought Critter's flick pass was fucking amazing. Just on that as well, like when Tungo missed that tackle, like wasn't it just bizarre to see a Penrith player miss a one-on-one? Yeah, so just a one-on-one tackle. <laughs> And ironically, it's the one guy that hasn't played in ages. So yeah, it's, yeah. Just that, it's just that uh, game time. Who's swapped sides for no apparent reason. Yeah. Coming off a peck Crazy. injury, he was like reaching out, got fended up right on the peck. It's like, yeah. By Olam yeah. as well. Like. Yeah, by Olam. Yeah. But like if that happens to any other team, I go, oh yeah, shit happens. But Penrith, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. What's going on? It almost looked bizarre. Yeah. It's like, what? You watch Tungo learn from it. He'll have the exact same situation with uh, a centre this week coming or a fullback. It's Herbert. It'll be most likely Herbie versus Tungo. <laughs> Herbie it'll, it'll be Herbie. He'll go do the same thing and fend him, and he'll just fang himself with the legs and chop yep. him down. Yep. He'll learn from it. Uh, at five, Taruva. I mean, this kid. I'll take this on now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How's your neck? That's the thing. My neck is tight as fuck. When I played footy, you forget how strong they make your neck when you play footy because you get a real <laughs> thick neck. Then you bloody stop playing. Little weak, weakling neck. Little birdie neck. <laughs> little head on it. Big beak on it. Um, Taruva. Yeah, I mean, for me personally... Because Preston, uh, uh, even if Preston was available for Rookie of the Year, but for me personally, Taruva is my Rookie of the Year. Yeah, he's been tremendous this year, hasn't he? He's just flying under the radar too. A lot of people don't even know he's eligible. Yeah, I was looking at uh, the NRL put out like a, a hard index thing the other day. I'm like, the entire back three was all Penrith. Yeah. For him to get in there when you got Edwards and Toe being the high volume guys they are is unbelievable. Crazy, crazy year from Taruva. And also think about the pressure that's been put on him by every team. Because every team is saying... Don't kick it to top. Yeah. So he's just getting pounded every week. Just fucking kick after kick after kick. It's like like Toto walking into that team when teams don't kick at him. <laughs> oh, mate. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Mam at six. I thought this was one of the best uh, games of Mam's career. I thought he was absolutely phenomenal on the weekend. Had some big hits in defence. He was electric in attack. Uh, I mean, the scary thing for Broncos fans, or the positive thing is, he's doing this in a prelim. In a prelim final, he's 21 years of age at six. It's super, super impressive. 
Yeah, and there's another guy we'll talk about very soon that's in a similar boat. But the last two pre-seasons, all we've spoken about with the Broncos has been, fuck, who's going to be 5'8", who's going to be hooker? Mm. We get to prelim finals and both play their best games. Oh, mate. Mate, unbelievable. Uh, at seven, Cleary. What is there to say about this guy? We're witnessing greatness. And everyone that hates on Cleary, you're in the wrong, bruh. He is, a, he is going to be in the great. He is on the trajectory to be great. Any, something, anything short of an injury, if he stays injury-free, he is going to be one of the greatest sevens we've ever seen. Like, tell me a 25-year-old number seven that's dominated the way he has over the last four years. Let them hate, Campy. Their loss. Oh, mate, just enjoy it. Mm. Like, I just don't know how you could sit here and say that he isn't one of the best sevens you've ever seen on a footy field. Like, I feel, sometimes I feel like I'm taking crazy pills, Guru. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like it because I'm like, am I, I watching the same thing? Talk about it. Oh, I just want to save it for next week. Yeah, but like, am I watching? Am I watching the same bit of rugby league, Guru? Am I going crazy when I see some comments like, at any chance? Like, there were yarns going out at the middle of this year, going, "Oh, is Cleary even that good?" Because they won some games without him in the middle of the year, and you're going, <laughs> "What? What are we talking about? Oh my god!" Um, anyway, so Cleary, we'll get we'll get to it further uh, later on. Uh, at eight, Fisher Harris. If there is one player that I wish, not, not out of disrespect for New Zealand, I think it's great that he plays New Zealand, it's great for rugby league, but that I wish could play Origin so they could get appreciated by the wider audience, it's Fisher-Harris. If Fisher-Harris was playing Origin, he'd be one of the most beloved players in our game. Yeah, I, uh, I said something similar on social media on the way and someone messaged me and goes, oh, that's not fair to say Fish can't get to that because he doesn't play Origin. And you're right, it's not fair. But it's the reality of it. It's just the truth. Origin elevates guys to another level. Like, you, like it's where guys separate themselves <coughs> from others. It's JT, <coughs> Joey, Lockie. Like, they all have these huge moments in Origin. Could you imagine how many big games Fish Harris would have in Origin? Imagine him going toe-to-toe with the Queensland pack, like hyper-aggressive, super mobile, essentially never been dominated. Like, I'm sure you can find games where they've lost where, you know, he hasn't played as well. But I've never watched an 80-minute game of rugby league with Fisher-Harris in it and gone, he got fucking dominated. But I've seen plenty where I've gone, Fisher-Harris dominated. I've never seen Fisher-Harris get dominated in a sudden-death game. Oh, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. He is super, He is so special. And so he's, he's genuinely one of those guys that he is made for the Origin Arena. Made for it. Could you imagine him with in a blues or a, a maroon jersey uh, going out there, just going at it? It'd be unbelievable. Yeah. We sit there all year and you have conversations about the you know, best prop in the game, who's had the best season, Payne Haas, uh, has it been Adam Fanil Blake, mm. you know, probably last year more so, Joe Tarpany, and Fisher Harris. He'd just be sitting there going, you for real? I'm like, what, <laughs> what do I got to do? What more do I have to do? <laughs> yeah. How many um, more packs do I have to dominate for you to be like, uh, actually, James Fisher Harris? Mm. And, and I think what I love about Fisher Harris is, Statistically, is he as close to, say, an Adam Fanor Blake or a Payne Haas? No. But there's only one stat that matters, and it's winning comps. And also, he's such a good example of there's so much more to rugby league than things we can measure on stats. It's all the little things. It's the big play when your team needs it. It's the, the line speed when your team needs it. It's the huge hit. It's the line run. It's the supporting your front row partner. That's the things Fisher Harris does. I'm sure like you, you'll be able to relate to it from your career, I imagine, in the NRL, when you know you're stepping on the field with the toughest guy on the field, and you had Webke, seven mm. receiver, changes everything. Oh, absolutely. And I, it doesn't get spoken about enough because I understand it's a wider audience that we're trying to get the game to. But these forward packs, they're not in those dressing rooms going, okay, ho- hopefully we beat these other guys and guys just go about and do your job and hopefully we'll be better. They're talking like, let's 
and dominate these guys. Like, fuck this other forward pack. They said this, they said this. Like, it's rugby league. You know what I love about their forward pack too? As soon as Nelson Solomon pushed Nathan Cleary on that game, mm. the pack went, okay. Yeah. Get your fucking hands off our halfback. Yeah. Coming for you. Loved it. Loved it. And, and we saw Fisher Harris, obviously, you know, we, we saw last week, I should say, Payne Haas get the three, two, and one in his battle with Adam Fanua Blake. Mm. This week, we're going to see Payne Haas go up against James Fisher Harris. And if Panthers do come out and dust him, Fisher Harris dominates to be like, just another point of, I'm the man. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, if you can somehow dominate a guy as incredibly gifted as Payne Haas, it's almost like, Okay, you win. Like, that's the end boss. If he does it, it's like, game over. He's the best prop in the game. It's like just unbelievable. Uh, at nine, Walters. If you had said to me heading into the grand final that Walters was going to be the best nine of the prelim week, you would have been laughed out of a room. You would have been laughed out of rugby league. And yet here we are. He's been one of the better nines of the final series, let alone of the prelim week. His journey, his story, and also... You know, massive raps to, to Kevy because it's, look, it's obviously nowhere near on the level of Ivan Cleary and Nathan Cleary. But I will say it's, you could make the argument it was harder for Kevy because Cleary was Cleary. Like coming through, he debuted at 18. You always knew he was going to be a really good seven. Kevy has backed in Walters out of position and a player that couldn't even get a start, no disrespect, but at the Tigers, couldn't get a start at the Storm has come to the Broncos, turned him into a nine, now they're in a grand final. That's a gutsy, gutsy call from a dad and a coach. And, you know, I think Kev deserves even more credit because, as you just said, a guy playing out of position, I, I, I said it last year, I think he's always been a nine. I think, I think other coaches have played him out of position mm. and Kev's identified where he should be and has backed him in and look what he's got out yeah. of him. Doesn't it feel like a, a, almost a, a lifetime ago where we watched the, the trial and we said, Walters was probably the best nine, but we were so hesitant to commit to that because you've got the added pressure of being the son. You've got the, all of the, the noise around, oh, he's only getting selected for that. I mean, it's pretty quiet now. But there was two years before that he was playing for Tigers New South Wales Cup playing hooker, mm. and you could see it there. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah full, full credit to Kevin, Billy. And we, we've got the preliminary final team of the week, and you mentioned it during preseason, and the questions around the Broncos were... Ezra Mam, is he the right number six? How deep can we go with Ezra at six? Who's the number nine for the Broncos? Reese Walsh, we know he's going to be a superstar. We know mm. he's a freak, but, you know, can he do it on the big stage? Can he do it in finals football? Team of the week, you won, you six, and you nine. Mm. And, you know, you'd have Reynolds there as well, except clearly put on a freak show. Yeah. It could have been the whole Broncos behind. Yeah, that's a really good point. A really you, good point. You know what's incredible, too? You, you look at that one to seven outside of Cleary. could be wrong, but every single one of those players wasn't playing first grade five years ago. Yeah, wow, that's young. And it's young. Um, another thing with Walters too, even us at the start of this year were saying, oh, okay, maybe Smoothie because he's played more nine. Moser maybe by the end of the year if he like develops quicker than we think he is. And yet Walters has locked that spot mm. down, locked it down. I cannot believe the Black Moser name. It, like it hasn't been mentioned this year because they haven't needed it. And that's yeah. full credit to Billy Walters without taking anything away from Moser. But I thought we'd be getting to post-origin going, fuck, get him in. Mm. Well, I mean, Smoothie's been really good for the last few weeks, so no no knock on him, and he may still be that 14 next year. But at the moment, it's almost set up the perfect pathway for Mozart because he can come in as a 14 yeah. if Smoothie, you know, loses that spot. Maybe he won't. As I said, he's been quite good. But that, you don't want to throw Moser in the deep end and go, mate, you're the number nine for 80 minutes each week. So it actually might be the good... And I think Walters, he's like 27, 28 now. Mm. So maybe in two or three years, that is the perfect time to go, all right, Moser's... Yep. You're the guy. Um, 
At 10, Haas. Look, I'm not sure if he did or he didn't read the papers or watch some videos, but it definitely looked like a bloke that was reading headlines saying that Adam Fenor Blake is a better front rower than he is. He was a monster on the weekend. Bloke's a genuine maniac. <laughs> it just, it, what he's able to do and what he's capable of, just, it doesn't add up. It doesn't when make he sense. made that break and he was moving at that speed, like, I just, when have we seen a bloke that big move like that? We're just getting used to it. We're taking it for granted. Like, that's outrageous what he did. Yeah, yeah. We, we touched on those Clive Churchill tips before, and I, I didn't have any me to to back a. I mean, he's a New South Welshman playing for a Queensland club, but picking a bloke from a Queensland cup, a Queensland club for it. But Payne Haas at, at twelve bucks. I know you mentioned Pat Carrigan, but Payne Haas is going to go out there play 65, 70 minutes, running for two hundred plus meters. If the Bronx get up, geez, that's good value. Yeah, yeah. I oh, mate, he is such an incredible athlete. At number eleven, Martin, the dog. He is, seriously. It's almost like he's got a, he's on a leash before he gets let on. Like Ivan Cleary runs him <laughs> out and it's like, fucking chill out, man. And he's like, Wah. and then he just goes, shrink, and he just goes. Zoof. <laughs> That's what it's like. All the big games. Am I wrong? He's a fucking terrier. He's a maniac, Liam Martin. And I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. Another big game from Martin in a big game. Oh, you've never been more right. <laughs> <laughs> fucking unreal. Yeah, he is just... He is the definition. Him, Fish, Liotard, they are the <laughs> definition of big game players. They love it. Yeah. They fucking love it. Um, and it's and what I love about all three of them, it's that old school good toughness. It's not the silly – like, and I know some people go, oh, they're grubs and blah, blah, blah. But look, in rugby league, they're not that grubby. They are just mm. tough as fuck. And they might get in the niggle here or there, but they win the battle in smart ways, not in dumb ways. Yeah, and they're also like, they're, they're, like, these blokes are not out there going after halfbacks. They'll go after the biggest motherfucker in your... You saw them do it with Nass on the weekend. Yeah, like it's... And so let's say there's a push and shove. Every single time, Penrith will go, okay, sweet. We're going to sort it out with big plays. They very rarely go, all right, I'm going to late shot you and, and you know, swing an army or whatever. Now, that's not to say they don't have it in them. This is rugby league. Sometimes that is just a part of it. But that's what's so impressive about the Penrith Panthers is that... They're so disciplined. They're like disciplined warriors. You know, they're maniacs, but they just keep it just before that line that crosses it most times. It's going to be so interesting. Like this time last year, we were sitting here talking about Junior, Regan Campbell, we got yeah. this huge Parramatta pack, and they got out there and you just went, they're just not even close yeah. to this level. Yeah, could we be having the same conversation? Oh, Every chance, really. Every chance. And I love what you mentioned about them being just old school. Their pack, Kempi, and in particular the blokes you mentioned, like Leota, Fisher-Harris, Liam Martin, typifies it. There's no song and dance about them. Like they mm. go out there week in, week out. They dominate every pack that comes at them. And there's no like smack in their chest after a hit or standing over the top and yelling at blokes, mm. which I don't mind. Like I quite enjoy the excitement of blokes getting G'd up when they put on a shot. But I also love the old school mentality of we don't need to song and dance and, and carry on like Pelicans when, when we do it. Like mm. we know we're the best. Yeah. You know that. We win. We get the result. Yep. And we'll let our actions do the yeah, talking. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's so good to watch. Uh, at 12, Catewell. What a resurgence for Catewell this season has been. There was even a period this year where I was like, ooh, maybe you move Catewell into the middle. Mm. And he is just just warmed into the season so unbelievably well. And if you ever need an example of how important experience is, Catewell's the guy. You know, okay, maybe is he the, the barnstorming huge back rower that seems to be, I guess, a trend to a degree? No, maybe not. 
but just really intelligent back rower that knows when to take the tough carry, knows when to pass it, knows when to step aside. Like, you could make the argument he's one of the smartest back rowers in the comp. Uh, I, I really do think his footy smarts doesn't get appreciated as much as it probably should. And it, I think it's encapsulated in that play with Reese Walsh. By all rights, he should have got that ball. He should have been saying, give it, give it, give it. To have the the intelligence to think so quickly, to, to realise Reese Walsh is off your right shoulder five metres behind you, screaming onto it to take the step outside, that's a smart, smart player that doesn't get appreciated. How often would you see in the back rower step into that pass and then there's a whole fucking knock on? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. He's obviously former Panther. But yeah. was, was he there for that first premiership? He was definitely there for the one they lost. Was he there for the one they won too? Yeah, he, he won the premiership. Yeah. yeah, so <coughs> interesting times there, Kurt Cable. Yeah. Will, will it be Martin versus Capewell? So Martin... Yeah. It will be? Yeah. Oh, stop it. That is, How good is so that? good. You've got the like footy smarts, gets through a lot of work versus the absolute mongrel just battling each other. Have fun with that, Kurt. Oh, far out. Oh, man, that's good. Okay, at 13, Isaiah Yo. Now, I asked Maddie to check this for me because I was just getting a vibe, Guru. It was all vibe. It was all vibe. <laughs> But I was like, I feel like Yo's past, like back end of the season, he's just thought run first and then pass second. And I felt like there was a period at the start and maybe at the middle where he was maybe just leaning a little too heavily into that passing. Almost similar-ish to the way Victor Radley got for a period there where they were just worried about passing. So I don't know whether it's true. I actually haven't even read these stats yet. So the first 10 rounds, he went over 150 metres five times and over 200 metres twice. Last eight rounds, he's gone over 150 metres six times and over 190 metres four times. Um, so I'd assume that suggests that he's running the ball more, um, which is, yeah, it's really interesting to see that he's made that slight adjustment to his game to... Yeah, just to be a ball runner at 13. And I think that's actually helped him quite a bit. He just picks his moments so well, doesn't mm. he? he just, he's just got a total understanding of every moment. I I think it's signed to rate it in their game, and I think he's the best at it in rugby league. The way that he's able to just wedge in between the second marker and the A defender, he yep. just, and he, it just turns an entire set on its head. Mm. Straight away, Penrith go, yep, good. We've won this set now. Yeah. I wonder if that's a, a conscious effort. From from Ivan Cleary and Isaiah Yo, that that middle section of the year where we all sort of agree, like passing way too much, passing way too much, and sort of early origin this this season, we series I should say, we thought the same that he was passing too often, passing too often. He got a couple of rests throughout the year, but played big minutes just about yeah. every game and played throughout mm. the entire year. I wonder if they were saying, mate, business end of the season, that's when we need your best. Lean heavily on, rely heavily on passing more. Like just get yourself through, uh, and then back into the back to just run first mentality. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but maybe not. But looking at the numbers, very every chance. Yeah, and even just the way he's playing, I just think the style of hit up. He's not like constantly looking out to his right or left to see the pass. He's just running the ball straight away. And then if, if he gets to the line, it looks like something's kind of on. He may decide to do it. And, and it's only a small tweak. It's not like a huge difference. Nah. But I do think there has been a slight tweak in his game this year. And, and we've seen it happen with, with a bunch of these. With the evolution of the, the ball playing and the passing lock forward, mm. we see a lot of them. The same thing happened to Cam Murray at stages this year mm. where it just goes into that pass first, run second mentality mm. and forgetting that at the end of the day, you know, you're a ball running forward who can pass. Like, never forget that you're a ball yeah. runner first. And that balance must be so hard because oh, yeah. if you just ball run all the time, you're going to be gassed to get in position for the ball playing. But if you worry too much about not being in position, you'll never ball run. 
So it's tough, really, really tough. And it's a balance. That, like I, I think Jake Trubovich has really struggled with it over the last few mm. years. Yeah. Finding that balance. Oh, I mean, remember when he was unbelievable ball player? Yep. Like, and then they. Yeah. I, I personally think Jake Trubovich is. It's due to his own toughness that's got him through to where he is today. Because I do think he was a little bit mismanaged for a period there in his career where they, he was just doing all the dog's work. And it's just like, bro, why have you got this silky, silky ball player just working his dick off every game and he's got no, no energy in attack to do the things we know he can do? But then it almost felt like to me Jake pushed it too far the other way for a period yeah, of time. for so. sure, for sure. How interesting would Jake Trubovich's career be at a club that, and Manly's been okay, but like a top tier club? I wonder, would we be like, would he be Isaiah Yo Heights mm. at thirteen, or would he be a front rower? Be interesting. Uh, okay, at uh, fourteen, Carrigan. I thought he was absolutely outstanding for the period he's on. We'll talk about it in the uh, the review, but getting taken off at the fiftieth minute mark and not going back on. Wow, that's ballsy from Kevin Walters. Uh, Fifteen, Sorensen, just an unsung hero. Seriously. In a team full of stars, this guy is probably in the top five players nearly every week. Like, that's how good he's been for them. And yet you wouldn't even – and it's not disrespectful. It's like saying how good he is. But you wouldn't put him in the top five stars. Not even – like Cleary, Luai, Edwards now, Critter, To'o, Fisher-Harris, Leota, Martin. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah. you went down the list of stars, he probably would – but in, when you actually look at their performances – very rarely is he outside the top five when he plays. Yeah, he has been tremendous. And, like, it wasn't that long ago that he was, you know, the best bench player in mm. rugby league. Yeah. And then as a middle forward. As a middle forward. And even when he moved to the back row, it felt like a Band-Aid for a couple mm. of weeks. And he just, like, I, I still fully expected him this year to go back to the bench as we got to finals. Mm. Well, we thought Hosking was going to get that yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah. And he just has – I mean, they're still carrying. Um, Luke Garner, I, I believe Hosking is um, injured at the moment, but – They've still got Garner that they could play there if they wanted to use Sorensen as a middle forward, and they're just going, no, we're good. Yeah, see, bad decision by Hoskins going to the Panthers. He could have been <laughs> could have been at the Broncos in a grand final. <laughs> um, Not a bad call from Luke Garner. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck. Imagine if he gets in a grand final. Holy heck. It's, okay, uh, Sorensen, gun. Another guy. Could he be the most unsung hero in rugby league? Mitch Kenny. I need to put a public apology out to Mitch Kenny. I, I, you know, I, I was the one that was fucking parading all year about how Sonny Luke was going to be so important to this side because Kenny simply couldn't do the job. Egg all over my face. He has been tremendous, Mitch Kenny. And I was told this week that Ivan Cleary has said to him, that nine jersey is yours. You've earned it now. It's yours. Mate, think about how they lost Happy Coruscant. This guy steps in. There is an argument to be made this Panther side is better than all three last years. He's been the nine the whole time and not a single word has been said about it. And when they've got more exciting nines in, it looks awful. Yeah. yeah. He's the perfect example, something you say over and over, Kempi, about the Penrith Panthers, is that every player just knows their role so perfectly. Mm. He's the perfect example of it, Kenny. Mm. He never overplays his hand. Like, you see, as a number nine in rugby league, you see, like, broken markers or a bit of space... We saw Sonny Luke do it, a stack in the minutes he's played this season. Mm. You just, everything in your body says, run, run, run. Kenny's like, my job is to get good, clean service to Cleary and Luai mm. whenever they want it. Not to say he doesn't run when he needs to and when the opportunity's there, but he goes, he has that restraint. Nah, 
I've got these superstars outside me. I need to tuck my ass off. Even the running thing, just like played what eighty on the weekend, preserve my energy, get through the minutes. I don't need to be running, running, running and gassing yeah. myself. He's so disciplined in his role. So disciplined. And what I love about his role, it's almost similar is to like a good ref. The better a ref, the less you see them. Like mm. the less you notice them because you're just the game is going because their role as a ref is to make the game as enjoyable as possible. It's to rule the game so it's as enjoyable as possible. And obviously within the rules. And Kenny's role is similar. Is I've got Nathan Cleary, one of the greatest sevens we've ever seen at Clubland. My role is simply to make him look as good as he possibly can. And he does it every single week. It's really interesting, like the two nines we've ended up with in this grand final, I, and I'm just going completely off the dome, but I reckon they would be like the cheapest hookers that have ever been in a grand final, value-wise. <laughs> They'd be up there. I can... Hands down, they'd have, they'd to, have be. to be. Surely, yeah, they'd be up great there. Great Because yeah. you think the like, value you're getting out of out of like uh, whatever you'd be paying Walter, and that's that's the beauty of Mitch Kenny as well. He's yeah, you know, he's going to be a two three time premiership winner, whatever it might be. He's ne- probably never going to play a game of rep football. He's going to just give good service, and he's never going to miss a tackle in the middle. Mm. Yeah. And what you're going to pay him fours at max five? Not max. Max. Mate, mate, he'd be on three hundred, I reckon. I, I can, I, I can imagine this year he'd be around that two to two fifty. Yeah. To come in and do what he's done this year, well, there'll be some extension going on and mm. an upgrade. But even so, they're still going to pay him a ton more than sort of three fifty. And the vibe I always get is that he is a fantastic guy around training yeah, for and sure. around stuff. Yeah. For sure, I think as well one of his most you know unsung parts of his games is his defence. He's he's probably I'm trying to think of the nines in the comp. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you talk about who is the best defensive nine in the comp, he'd have to be in the top three. He'd have to yep. be in the top three. He's a nine that I'd be very, very confident there's not a single team playing the Panthers that see him as a spot through the ruck. And like, isn't, doesn't that, um, I guess, show you how focused they are on defence in certain positions? It's, it's reminiscent of like Wayne, how he used to balance his sides really well, where you know one side would be a good attacking, the other side would be good defensive. But Kenny, you know... What, you'd met Reese Robson maybe um, defensively? I mean, Kenny's probably the best defensive nine in the comp. And again, we never really... Cookie's very good defensively. Cookie's good defensively, but I'd, pro- I'd probably have Kenny as, as number one. Um, and that's a half the game. That's, like, that's half of the game, and it never really gets spoken about that much. So, yeah, look, I'm not sure if he is number one statistically, but he would at least be top three um, defensive number nines in the comp. Whereas when we talk about nines... We're always usually talking about their attack, like you know what they offer in attack, what they can do attack. So, and at number seventeen, we've already spoken about him, but Leota, another guy that when we talk about knowing your role and knowing what you can offer that a lot of people can't offer, Leota fills that role perfectly. Some of the images of him and Fisher Harris I saw on the weekend, even like them just walking into training and shit, oh. they're always side by side. Yeah. And you just, I said on the weekend, I stand by. Like I think they are heading into that area of Webkey <coughs> seven a Sieber. I think they How are could you not? They're about to, they could have three premierships on the trot and they've already got four grand finals on the trot. That's unheard of. It's unbelievable. It is insane. They're not even 30 like, yet. 
They're nowhere near 30. They're I like think the oldest one's 27 20, or 28. 28. Yeah. Uh, this might not be their best footy. It's unbelievable. And once again, crazy. neither of them plays state of origin. You're going to get them always at a good... Yeah. Like, your front row, it's going to be the best value front row of all time, like salary cap-wise. Yeah, and you're never going to get the bank broken like a Payne Haas yep. or a Fenor Blake. It's, yeah, it's a bloody good front row. Like, it is... You can make the argument it's the most underappreciated front row that, like, to win... If they win three in a row and... If you were to bring up, oh, I'm going to put that pair against, you know, the best to ever do it, a lot of people would scoff immediately at you. would be like, but yeah, but look at the stats here. We're talking yeah. about, you know, they've been the front row in the last three, four grand finals in a row. Stats don't tell the full story, but they tell a pretty damn good one. Yeah. Like, and what, the one stat that matters is winning premierships. They win heaps. Oh, man. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.